Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here, keeping my promise to you as we head into this beautiful new year and excited to bring you another inspiring artist success story. Today, my conversation is with artist and photographer Marie-Laure Delage Carlson of Fleur, Fleur, let me see if I can pronounce my French correctly, Fleur de Lis Art. Yes, Marie is French, and she's currently living in Sacramento with her dreams of going back to France, which she will share more with you in this episode. She creates beautiful paintings, often on wood, anything from acrylic. She also works in watercolors. She also is teaching workshops and intends to continue doing that. So exciting into 2022. She, in her words, she is painting dreams and following butterflies. And since I've had the honor and the opportunity to work with Marie and follow her journey closely, especially over this past a year and a half. It's really incredible to see what she's accomplished, how she just continues to step into her confidence as an artist. You've probably heard her a few times on our clubhouse conversations that I've shared with you this in 2021. And she is, is just you know, one of the things that's really special about Marie is that she's just very much herself. And she shares a lot with you in this podcast of how she's just really come to, how do we say, like, em- not necessarily embrace it, right? But just really be it. What, you know, we talk a lot about this these days. Well, I do. I'm like, what does it mean to be yourself? So Marie uh, is very gracious in entertaining my questions around these uh, topics that we don't always dive into, to be honest. And that's another great thing about Marie. She's always game for a thoughtful conversation. And so I know you're going to enjoy this one. It will leave you thinking about those things in your life, those early moments in your childhood that were clues to all that you are meant to fulfill in this life and how can we all add more of that in our everyday. So without further ado, I'll thank that Periscope app one more time because A, as you've heard me say, I wouldn't have found so many wonderful people that now I now have the opportunity to work with, both as mentors and as students and mentees. And Marie also found me on Periscope. So I'm thankful every day for those connections that we make online and Again, without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Marie. 
So Marie, you were just telling me, and I would love to kick this off since this episode will be airing in January. What is it about January that you can't wait for? Like what, what gets you excited? Are you excited every time it's a new year? No, I just, January in particular. <laughs> um, maybe a little more this January. I don't think I'm excited every January, but there is something about the momentum of everyone in the world. Well, not everyone, because some people have New Year's at another day, but a lot of people. It's like a you know this flow of humanity of it's a new beginning for uh, for everyone. It seems to. And um, I just, I like that. I like to be feeling a part of that flow of things going up and up and up, <laughs> like, a, like a wave. But yeah, I am particularly excited about this January uh, because, um, well, it has been a year and a half now that things have changed a lot for me. And um, it keeps changing and evolving and it's just oh it just it's just very exciting <laughs> well i was also just sharing with you tell tell us do tell we'll <laughs> open with your the kind of art you make and how you got started and you know how you how and when you really kind of leaned into yes i'm an artist and i'm going to focus on building, you know, my business around this and really trust that this is what I'm meant to do in this life. When did that moment happen? And then I would love to hear about where you were last year at this time and where you are expected to go in 2022. Well, before, uh, so even though as a child and teenager, I did a lot of art. Um, I could spend my entire day uh, drawing and painting. Um, but I, I guess being an, admitting that you want to be an artist was a very scary thing. And Can I you talk about that for just a moment, why that was scary for you? You never think you're good enough. Even if my teachers were telling me, you know, you, you have something that you should maybe pursue it. And I was like, oh, no, it's not just not good enough. I mean, you know, <laughs> you'd look at the, in the museums and you'd be like, now this is art. No, what I'm doing there in my sketchbook, that's just doodling. <laughs> and um, I kept convincing myself that, you know, this is not a viable option for me. And really, you, you know, you can always blame other people thinking, well, my parents didn't stir me in that direction or they made a face when I said I wanted to go and study that or this, that or the other. But really it is, um, I, I really feel it's a work that you have to do uh, within yourself of why it is that you want to do a certain thing in life. And, um, you know, it's really part of your personality, your interest, admitting who you are really as a person. And it's, uh, some people I'm sure are very comfortable with that, but I was not. Um, I always felt I could uh, do better. You know, it was always, oh, not yet. It's not good enough. 
So then I went on to do other things that were very creative, actually. And certainly I never felt it was a waste of my time. Um, I sold jewelry when my kids were little because I convinced myself <laughs> that you would think if I had the time to do jewelry when <laughs> my kids were little and set up tents and go sell it at all kinds of fairs and things, then surely I would have had the time to paint. But um, I convinced myself, no, it's too messy with the little kids. They're going to be in the paint and they are going to want to paint on it anyway. And, you know, come on. It was just me talking myself out of it, of course. It's pretty It's pretty amazing how we do that, isn't it? Yeah. But you found a, a little entry point. I think a lot of artists, I know I did jewelry a little bit yeah. as well in the beginning. I painted tiny little wood blocks that mm -hmm. would become a necklace. I still have <laughs> I a guess. few of those. Yep. I'll have to share them with you all, <laughs> the expansive artists. And I know another friend of mine also talked about selling jewelry. Like I've heard that a few times, like it's this safe, it feels sort of right? yep. place to begin allowing yourself to believe that you can be an artist and Yes. So, and you, when you were talking about going to school, was it classes that you took? Are you, or are you primarily self-taught or did you end up getting a degree as an artist or in, in art? No, I did not get a degree in art. It was, but my high school, the, um, so I went to French school and um, the arts in France are highly regarded. This is not an optional uh, thing you do, you, you all the way through your schooling, you have art classes. Uh, and my teachers were, I, I got the luck of having a teacher who was a professional artist as well. And he uh, really encouraged me and made me explore all kinds of things. And there was a group of us that would hang out after school uh, every day to finish murals uh, at the school or other projects you would have us do. And, um, but that's just as far <laughs> as I went because after that, it was like time to go to university. And would you believe <laughs> that I chose to go into law school? I would I mean, believe that too, but I could just be uh, projecting because I thought about that as well. Because fairness. Something about that because I have heard several artists tell me I actually thought about that too. I yeah. wonder if there's something there. You know what I think it is? I this is just gonna be a guess that I believe, you know, I believe that if you feel called to be an artist. Uh, it's not just for you. It's what you have to gift to the world. And yeah. so something is already stirring in a way that you, you have something you want to say, something you want to share. And for some reason, for me, the idea of law was a chance to do something in the world. Like I was coming right. at it from a place of well, I could then learn how to make things fair. Certainly, according to my perspective, I, I get that. But there does seem to be, having served on a jury, there actually seems to be something that works within our justice system where it feels as if they're the most fair decision does come. Anyway, these things matter to me, right? There, I want to make clearly, you now know this because you're listening to our podcast, but I want to make a difference in this world. And that seems like a clear path 
to do that? It's just a guess. What do you think it was for you? Well, you know, I never thought about it that way, but that's exactly it because I was also very militant and very, um, I participated in a lot of demonstrations. I was in several groups for the production of various groups of people or um, the environment was extremely and still is my absolute passion. And so, yeah, I guess it must have been that kind of, because I went to all kinds of political meetings of every kind you could possibly imagine because I always was fascinated with how people think. What is it that makes some people be anarchists and other people feel like monarchy should be a thing again? You know, what, what, what kind of reasoning is this? And so anyway, <laughs> I did all kinds of things. Then um, since I was a mother of very young children, I think the protection of a planet was really like I was thinking, what, what, what are we leaving our children with? And um, one thing that was very important to me is um, our plants. And I decided to become an herbalist because that's I had grown up with that kind of thinking anyway. You know, we ate plant-based. We uh, used plants for healing and all kinds of things. So I decided, well, I want to do this formally because I want to actually help other people, not just my family. So that's that's what I did. And that's a very long process. <laughs> that's years of studying, that's years of, um, you know, being an apprentice and doing all kinds of things. But it was fascinating and it, and I think it just, there is definitely a, uh, a very creative element in this. It's a bit of a mystery seeker too, because you're treating people, you need to understand why they are sick. So it, it really, you know, and I wanted to make them feel better. So I guess it satisfied a lot of my boxes. But after a few years of that, I found myself craving art really badly. And I had like, I at that time, I literally had no time whatsoever. I had three kids, was working more than full time. And still for Christmas one year, I asked for an art class that I could do online, which was just starting. Uh, you know, I never heard of that. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect for me. I can do it at, you know, 10 p.m. if I want to. And, and from then, as soon as I started again, I just said, <laughs> so I can't give this up again. And that's how it started. But at that time, you know, I, I was still doing my, my job and I was doing art on the side. Um, family, friends started to buy it. And then they encouraged me, oh, you should open an Etsy shop. And I did sell there um, a few things, which was encouraging because it was not, you know, people close to me. And people started to say, you know, you really should do something with that if that's what you want to do. And I did, like I, I, I kind of started to make that decision, but it took a long time until one day I was like, okay, I either do this completely or I decide to do something else. What was that moment for you? I had completed a painting and I was really proud of myself on that one. 
I was it's I was feeling so good doing art more and more. Like it it didn't drain me. It did not it did not do what all the other things uh, were doing, and like the jewelry and the herbalism and it was just I felt it felt so like everything in the world was right when I was at my painting table. And um, and it was just, well, how do you make a living out of that? I was seeing these other artists and they seemed like they were uh, living well from it. Then I learned after that, well, not quite really. <laughs> you know, it was just, uh, and so there was that. And when you say not quite really, what was it specifically? Well, a lot of them were able to do it because their husbands were, had a really good job and so they could do it on the side. And so if for six months, you know, sales were really down, it did not really matter that much. Um, we, and I, and I, you know, again, I could totally do that. I could just rely on my husband and say, well, yeah, you know, what does it matter? But it matters to me. <laughs> and I didn't want to... Um, you never know what happens in life. I just didn't want to rely on someone completely like that. You know, uh, partnership is great, but it's a partnership where both sides contribute. And I, for me, it was just not enough to just, oh, I'm just going to make art because it makes me happy. Um, and then I was starting to get obsessed with, well, how are other people doing that then? And Periscope was there. And I have no idea why. I thought, oh, I'm just going to download that app on my phone. <laughs> but, but I did. And there you were. And, and, and from then on, you know, it was like, okay. You know, it's like with more and more I knew more artists. And I was talking to them. And I was still continuing to work at that point, but less and less and less. And basically, it was the transition where at some point it was like, well, if I'm going to work that little, I might as well just do it now. Like it's it's just now, never. So you know, it's it's it was gradual, very gradual. <laughs> because your herbalist business was your own business. Yes. Yes. So you had a little bit of of flexibility. Your boss gave you a little flexibility. Yes. To begin yeah. dipping your toe into this other business opportunity. And I did set up, I had set up my herbalist business at some point so that I had regular income, even though I was actually working less. <laughs> um, and so then I could do the other things more. But I realized at some point, you know, the art part was not the hard part. The hard part was figuring out, well, you know, making a living out of it is, I had never had a training in business. Yes, I had had businesses before, but somehow, <laughs> somehow, for some reason, uh, it didn't seem that difficult to do the other two. I did not have major setbacks or, I don't know if it was the economy at that time, but I got on the train just at the right time for these type of things, because I think there is some of that also, you know. 
Yeah. There are moments that are easier than others. <laughs> um, but at some point I decided I can't. Um, I, I need guidance and I need, I need to be able to ask questions um, because actually in an art business, there is so much to... Um, so much to know. It's it's actually a very complex job, I feel. In between prints and I mean it's all kinds of things, but you are like, oh my goodness, this is a lot to figure out. And I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like I'm going anywhere. And so that was a year and a half ago. And then I signed up for the expensive artist. And then the Red Dot Society. <laughs> And it went very quickly. Like once I made the decision, then that was it. Like I, let's go and just do it. And um, the difference has been, I mean, I can't even process how much difference it has made in everything, in my way of thinking about it, uh, of thinking of myself as an artist, as a person. Um because with Artful Selling in particular, I remember that, you know, we have to work on ourselves. I mean, I, I think it's the whole trick of it is taking the time to work on yourself because if you don't, you just, yeah, sure. You're you aimless, you right? Things, but it's like, yeah, so next week I'll do another painting and it will sell on art and then another one. And it's like, okay, but I can't, you know, it's like, so I've, I did an artful selling uh, once, and that's when I made um, all the um, uh, things like communicating with my uh, the people on my newsletter was a really big thing for me for some reason. <laughs> now it seems completely why was it such a problem? I don't you know. Um, once you start doing the things, you realize it's it's really not complicated or. You know, it can be hard sometimes, of course. You know, everything is hard, but, you know, you just get into the habits of doing the things you need to be doing. And I'm at the point where I'm ready for more than that. You know, I'm, I'm already on the next step uh, because now I feel pretty sure of my, I'm standing on a base. <laughs> it's not a very large base. <laughs> it's a bit wobbly, but... <laughs> It's definitely there. And I feel like I'm, I can go from that base that I got and keep going to what I really want to do. So what has this year been like for you specifically? What are you, what are you processing? <laughs> what things are you processing through what you were able to build last year? Um, I've had, okay, so there are two things, I think, because I teach and I paint. And, and you both, teach art now, yes, currently. Yes. yes, I do art classes. Online. I, uh, what? Online. Yes, online. <laughs> I know. It's a full circle <laughs> moment. <laughs> And in person, I know you do retreats I as do. well, and hopefully that's all coming back soon. But yes, so you you are a similar business model to me as well in terms of just the teaching side and the art side. Yeah, and I think on both sides, 
I've gone from asking people constantly, you know, oh, I mean, not asking, but you know, I would make a painting and then you advertise your painting and you hope it sells. And most of the time it would not. Um, but I had enough sales, but you know, okay, well, it's, you know, it's possible, but it's not there. And I went from there to uh, the, the last couple that I did. No, the last three, the last three paintings that I did, people are wanting to buy it when they see the sketch of it on Instagram. And that's when I was like, well, I mean, how incredible is that? They are not even waiting until I actually paint it to want it. And, um, and secondly, um, I went from asking to be part of online groups for uh, teaching um, art with other artists um, as a group uh, to people now asking me to come and teach in their group. And that's, that's huge also. I mean... I honestly never thought that it could go so quickly. <laughs> like once I actually committed to it, it's just people realize you are committed and this is what you're doing. It's not hobby. It's, you know, they realize, oh, she's actually wanting to do a living out of this. And, you know, just people, people are encouraging, people are kind in most you know, I, I really find that there's an incredible support for, for anybody who sticks to it and make efforts and, and keeps going. And anybody, everybody um, is ready to cheer you on, really. Um, but now when I post uh, on Facebook and I put my paintings up or yeah, mostly my paintings. <laughs> um, people actually share that post over and over. And that's also something I'd never thought would ever happen, except for my sister, who always did. <laughs> but, you know, it's people I have, I have no idea who they are. Uh, and they just share your post and say kind things. And it's just so encouraging and it just... I couldn't ask for better than that. Well, Marie, that's a that's a lot for this year, yeah. and it's amazing. You said it, but do you really feel that that shift in you, your commitment to you? It sounds like you grew in confidence as well. That. Basically, people can feel that energy. Do you feel that people can feel it and that that brings more of the right people to you in all forms, right? Collaborations in terms of your collectors. Can you can you describe that a little? How you think that works? Because you were you were saying you know, what we work on in artful selling, which I agree with you and why I created the course is sort of like the trick to it, like really taking that time. And you opened with this as well of the, it's hard to say the work because it's really such a wonderful 
thing to be able to do is to take time to get to know you and appreciate you and, you know, uh, have self love for, for who you are and what it is that you create and what you feel you are here to do. And that when you take time with that, that seems to create a shift that begins to attract people. Did you find that that is the case for you, that this has, is part of the reason why this has accelerated in the way that it has? Absolutely. I think you need to know your why. And the why is, I have found, because I, I always thought I knew the why. And then I realized recently that actually, no, that's not exactly it. But the why was a lot more complex than I thought it was and ran way deeper than I thought it was. And I think when you even start um, to start unraveling yourself to make yourself whole again, like, uh, you know, that you let people see who the real you is, it, it's not possible for it to not attract other people who are like, yes, that's what I'm thinking too. That's what I want. That's what I'm searching for. And they found you some, somehow. Um, and, and it's true that every single, um, so far, I mean, I'm still saying like I have tens of people asking me to be in their teaching classes and things. It's not the case, but I have several. And all of them are aligned with my way of thinking of what um, is important in life. And I, there, is, there is no way it's a coincidence. I mean, you know, um, so it's, um, I think when you are authentic and sure of yourself as a person, you cannot help but attract other people. But it's a hard thing to do because you're burying yourself to the world and it's not always comfortable. Yes, that's the question I'm going to ask you. How do you do that? I'm asking because we all, we're getting a little numb to these terms like be yourself, be your authentic self, you know, be true to yourself. Well, what does that mean actually? Like, what does that look like for you? How did you cultivate that in you? I think, you know, what the stuff that you love to do and that you're doing as a really little kid, that's who you are. And when they tell you, oh, well, you have to grow up and you have to, to do things a certain way to be considered a grown up and to have, then you have to be doing things a certain way to be a successful person or to be of worth to society or, you know, whatever, whatever they tell you. And <laughs> you know what I like to do as a little kid? <laughs> um, I had the chance to live uh, near a big park and I would take my notebook and my pencil and I would go and I would be looking at um, the animals and the plants and I would be drawing them and studying them. And I would note what the weather was that year, but for that year, that day, that minute. <laughs> And all these little details, all these, um, and you know what? That's still what I love to do. <laughs> and everybody was looking at me, oh, that's so cute. But 
now that you are 18, surely you're going to actually get a career that you know is going to pay the bills. And that's that's not that's not it, darling. It's just <laughs> that's not gonna work. Um, but now that I'm 50, I'm like, actually, yes. It's just that we think of it in just a certain way. But there are tons of people who want to do this. There are tons of people who want to do the exact same thing that you are interested in, whatever that thing is. It's just that everybody, nobody says it. You know, we just, we just try to blend and just, yeah, I've got to pay the bills for next month and this is what I have to do. But there are many ways to be creative and being creative with your own life and the way you want to, um, to live it, I think is the main, should be the main goal for everybody. You can, you, you can figure out pretty much anything you want. You know, you can figure out a life that you actually want to live. And for some people getting a regular job is exactly that. And I have people in my own family who are very happy, like completely content and very happy. Why shouldn't they? That's fantastic. But I was not. And I don't think um, I don't think that people should tell you <laughs> that you can't do something <laughs> because you can. You just have to figure it out. You have to be creative. You have to take risks. You have to not give up. And... I mean, if you're always fails, you can always get a regular job, right? I mean, we are lucky enough uh, living here that, um, especially right now, apparently, uh, getting a job is not a problem at all. <laughs> they are looking for workers. So if all else fails, that's what I'll do. Yes, but it won't. <laughs> no. There's no plan B. <laughs> You're on your way. <laughs> but it feels good to say it sometimes. Like, ah, I can always get a job at McDonald's. <laughs> sometimes, yes, sometimes it, you can find comfort in just acknowledging like, well, what's the worst? Oh, I would, I would go and help someone else build their business. And now with so many online entrepreneurs, so many people need help. So many people need support because as you also said in the beginning, you know, there are a lot of complexities to running an online business. And I mean, we're, we're building economy. We're building a new economy by saying yes to what it is that is on our heart. Yeah. It's helping everybody in so many ways you know, I, I often say this and I'm wondering if you see the same thing, especially when you're teaching art, do you feel that by you owning this for yourself and feeling more sure of yourself and, and being that person in the world, do you see that have a ripple effect on the people who come in contact with you? It certainly has on my children greatly, but I think more than that. Yes. Yeah. Well, how has it affected your children? My daughter, who never thought in a million years would get an art degree, that's exactly what she's doing, and she's doing fantastic. Wow. And she loves going to school. Like she, for her, that's going to university was 
that's what she wants to do and she is thriving there. Um, my youngest one, um, like she can't even imagine that, um, like for her it's like, well, why couldn't you make a living out of it? She was raised in an age where everything's online. You see YouTubers or gamers making hundreds and thousands of dollars just by talking online and playing games. And my goodness, I mean, the, the amount of entrepreneurship from young people now is just, it, it's, it's fantastic. The world is changing. And it is a necessity that it changes because otherwise we're all going to die. <laughs> so we need to think of the economy in different terms. We need to think of our lives in different ways. But it doesn't mean like I know that a lot of people think change is scary and it is in a way, but also it's so exciting. Yeah. But all this, if you listen to young people talk, they don't. They are not thinking of the world and their lives in the same way that our parents did at all. For them having two cars and a big house and it, this is not what they want. They are concerned about climate change. They don't see the purpose of having a car. My 27 year old is like, why would I need a car? I don't need a car. <laughs> His grandmother tried to give him his car and he was like, but I'm not going to use it. <laughs> I have my bike. I can go anywhere I want. I stay fit. I'm there very quickly. I don't have to find a parking space <laughs> or pay gas. I mean, he's like, I, for my life now, why? So everything is changing a lot and it has to. And I think, and I'm the kind of person who embraces change. I like that. I thrive on that. That's what I want in my life all the time. I don't, I have no interest in going to a job and doing the same thing over and over all day. But you do need to know that to have an online business, you have to be the jack of all trades also. And it is, you know, it takes time and dedication <laughs> and uh, I don't see how I could have done it without getting educated in the art of selling um, all the business stuff I mean sure I'm, I imagine I could have but it would have taken me so much longer <laughs> so yes much. exhibit a <laughs> What you accomplish, you and the expansive artists that we get to be in the community with. I mean, I, my, I, <laughs> my mind is blown. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is incredible that you are able to pull this together so fast. And, and yet sometimes it still feels like it's not fast enough for everyone. So I appreciate you noting that it's okay. It takes time. And I know that for myself, right? I'm invested in learning on the teaching and the coaching side of my business. And I'm like, this is not fast enough. It's pretty dang fast. It's pretty, it's pretty fast. So we all have to keep it in perspective and yes, it's just, you know, that's why we take those moments to really celebrate and 
celebrate our wins and reflect on all that we have accomplished because yeah. it is incredible. Living at it, you need to remember, you know, <laughs> like this is not going to happen in six months. It's yeah. just not, it, it cannot. It's just, that's why you get a job because someone else spent years and years of hard labor building that of a company that you can benefit now to have a full-time job there. But this is not an overnight thing at all. Um, but it's so worth it in my mind. Yeah, it is. It is. It is in mine. It is in mine as well. So someone listening is on the fence they're not sure, like you talked about in the beginning of our conversation, they're not sure they're good enough. They might think it's too late for them. Maybe they've put their energy into raising their children and they feel like, oh, it's, you know, am I going to be able to figure all of this out in the online space? And they're just feeling hesitant. What would you say to them? I think. Every time you want to learn a specialized skill and an online business is a specialized skill that you can fumble around for years likely to figure it all out, um, especially since it's changing all the time and so fast. Or if I was going to be a plumber, I would take lessons on how to be a plumber. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yes, you can watch YouTube videos and you can fix your sink once and say, oh, see, I could do it. And I didn't spend a dime uh, getting an education for it. But um, if you want to have real uh, lasting and especially regular success, um, that is a lot. There is a lot more behind the scenes that you just don't. You have no idea. You're seeing people online and you feel like, well, they just post on Instagram and poof, there you go. You know, and if I just figure out that Instagram <laughs> algorithm, I'll be all good. But first of all, the algorithms changes all the time, just like everything else that surrounds online businesses. And it is just not it. It's a lot of setting up your shop the right way, of uh, offering the right thing for the time. It's like, it's such a, you know, it's not, nobody can tell you, uh, it's just that one thing. If you achieve that one thing, you're set, that's it. It's an ongoing, always figuring things out uh, type of job and, I I can't imagine that someone will have a, a ton of success without taking some sort of education in marketing and online, how online businesses actually work. I just, I, this is very, it's much more complex than people realize. And it starts with you. <laughs> it starts with you, right? Getting to know you. Yeah. Don't skip that part. What if someone listening just says, oh my goodness, I feel overwhelmed. Is it even worth me trying? Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Because it's not like I feel like every morning I'm going to get up and oh my goodness, 
I have so many things to do. And it's just like overwhelming and things like that. Um, there are times of a year where it is. Um, you know, November comes to mind. <laughs> but it's a totally normal part of, of businesses. It is absolutely worth it. It is such an incredible satisfaction to build your own your own business and building your life, really, the life you want. Yeah. And when you have the right help, I don't feel this is overwhelming at all. It's just you keep going and you keep getting you, you know, you ask questions, you you keep learning all the time. Of course, you are going to make it. Of course. Why not? Why not you? Yeah, why not you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love I mean, it. Yeah. When um when my children watch someone on uh, YouTube being a huge YouTuber and stuff like that, they are like, I can do that. I could totally do that if that's what I wanted to do. And then they are like, well, maybe I should try. Maybe I could do it. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, a few days later, well, I really don't want to be doing that. <laughs> there you go. Well, now you decided. <laughs> so move on to the next thing you actually want to do. If this is what you want to do, of course you can. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I think people get discouraged. And that's why having a group of people at your back is so invaluable. Because of course you're going to get discouraged. Of course it's going to be hard some weeks. And <laughs> but I think it's like that with any anything you want to do in life. Certainly like that raising children. Also, are you going to tell people, <laughs> no, you should not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, actually, you know, if someone had told my son when he was trying to uh, walk, but, oh, Clearly, you keep falling down. You should not be keep doing that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like that all the time in life, all the time. Totally oh, worth so it. True. So true. So what do you have on the horizon? What are you most excited about for this year for your business? Is there something specific that you can share, a vision that you're working towards or, well, I know you have your vision. You worked on it last year, but something specific related to that that you just can't wait to dive into. You're just ready to take the confidence that you have now and see where it takes you over the next 12 months. What, um, what I'm the most excited to do is get rid of a treadmill thing of making a painting, trying to sell it making another painting, trying to sell it. I want to stop doing that this way. Um, and I guess that's what I'm going to be working on uh, for a specific, there is many reasons that I want to do this. First of all, it seems a little kind of, I mean, you know, it becomes, becomes this routine and I think I made it clear routine is not my thing. <laughs> so, you know, it just keeps, uh, I don't know just not the right kind of thing but also you have a tendency I just noticed this year that I have a tendency now to be painting the same kind of thing because I know it's going to work and it becomes very unsatisfying at some point like 
when I'm not painting, I'm dreaming of his paintings that I would be doing. But I can't because I don't have time to figure this out because I haven't painted that quite like that before. And and so and I need to sell again to be paying for my Shopify shop for you know all the things that go with having the online business. I need to be paying those bills, so I need to sell another painting. And these other kinds sold well, so I should be doing another one. Well, I want to, you know, this is, I just want to stop that. But I still want to increase the amount of money that I'm making because I'm not making a living at it yet. So, you know, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting figuring out on how to do this exactly. I have many ideas, of course, but um, it's going to take, uh, again, uh, courage and perseverance to be able to do that. So I'm really happy I'm going to have a group with me. <laughs> Yes. So allowing yourself to evolve as you build the business. Yeah. As an artist. Yep. (laughs) That's going to be exciting to see what happens with that. And the coach in me says, you know, you can lean into what's working for a bit too. You can. Yeah. I, and you yeah, have to, and it's not like I don't like what I'm doing either. Yeah, there are beautiful pieces, the work that you've been creating. I'm already seeing that with the pieces that I'm creating now, where even though I'm not particularly trying to, it's already changing. It's in, it's in subtle ways now, but I can see where it's going and what I really want to pursue more. So that's what's, <laughs> you know, it could... I think in a way, the artists that do the same thing over and over again probably have to force themselves to do that. And I'm going to bet that when they paint just for themselves, they paint a little differently than what they are. And that's totally fine too, because we all know, you know, it's, there are some things that are just necessary for you to be making a living too. And again, the coach in me would also say, that's what we think, right? But what if we didn't? What if what's calling you forward? What if we had a different interpretation of that? What if what's calling you forward is also going to work? Yeah. I know for me, because you're speaking to me, right? I can't create the way I used to. It just isn't who I am yeah. anymore. And exactly. it's a little heartbreaking because it fed me for so long. I don't even want to put some of that art back on my website. I just, I love it. I adore it. I appreciate that it got me here. And that's what I've been working towards this year. But I know for myself, I've had this internal, you know, uh, dialogue of what if people don't like the direction I'm going, even though I've had some signs that yes, actually they do. (laughs) And every time I dip my toe in, it's showing me it's come on, come this way, come this way. So this is also the journey of the artist, right? It's just, it's such a, a beautiful. And as you said, you know, it can feel complex and that's why it's so valuable to really have some part of you that can feel grounded, you know, and sure of yourself, as you said, and trusting that, yes, this is for you that can hold that space and stability for 
your evolution, you know, for the changes in the online space for everything. And yes, I'm so grateful too. I'm so grateful to you as well for being a part of our community and all that you add to it, because I don't know how I tried to do this for alone for so long as well. I mean, I had a few friends that I could reach out to, but to really come together with people who have the desire to grow, you know, with similar values and are uh, not apologetic about wanting to make this a business and, and grow it according to the vision they have for their life. That's a really powerful space to be. So I thank you for taking the time to share your story with us today. And I know it's going to inspire It's going to inspire people, you know, whether they choose to be an artist, what is that calling that was in you when you were little is a great place to start. And I think we have the title for this episode. Why not you? Why not you? Why not? Yeah. So any closing thoughts you'd like to share Marie and also where can we find you to learn painting from you and to buy your art and follow along with your creative journey. I just wanted to say that you build your life. It's you that is building your life. You don't have to um, do things because other people tell you that's the way to do it. And um, it is entirely up to you, even if you think it doesn't. Um, So I really, I'm really big on empowerment of women. And I think that a lot of men don't feel such, um, like, I don't think my husband ever thought that he could not do soccer because he had little kids, you know? Why did I feel that I I couldn't paint because I had little kids? So you really have to think about the why all the time. And otherwise, you can find me at uh, fleurdelysart.com, F-L-E-U-R-D-E-L-Y-S-A-R-T.com. Thank you, Marisa. Oh, thank you, Marie. I know we're right at the end. I'm like, did you? And I don't want to put you on the spot because I know you said your why evolved. Did you... Did you share with us what that why is? I know having independence is important to you and pursuing work that you love. Was there something more specific to that, just as an example that you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. Uh, I want to move to France. And I could, totally could, just pack up my stuff and move in uh, tomorrow if I wanted to in a cute little place. I've contemplated that many times. But my goal is to actually set up a piece of land as, uh, hmm, I don't know how to say that in English, actually. But it's a piece of land that would have its own identity and cannot be touched for 100 years. Mm -hmm. And therefore, there is no development allowed. There is no, and it does not, it has nothing to do with me. I purchase the land, then I make it this entity, and it is protected for 100 years. And if I had a lot of money, I would want to buy a lot of land (laughs) and do that uh, because I'm part of a movement that is called rewilding, rewilding the world. And this is the kind of thing that we do. And that's what I want to, this is so aligning with everything 
that I possibly want in life. It's just, it just, it makes me shiver just to think about it, that I could actually do that. Mm -hmm. And so I just, that's my number one goal. That sounds incredible. I know you'll do it, Marie. And I hope that there will be a little piece of the land that we can visit and we can have a retreat with you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that is part of that big picture, too. Yes, it is. Yes. It be wonderful. Oh, I'm exciting. Well, like I shared with Yvonne, I can't wait to check with you, check in with you a year from now. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to continue to work with you and to see where all of this goes it's really really inspiring so thank you again marie thank you creative thursday is recorded by me marisa you can find all things creative thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how i can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.